This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to my favorite murder, the mini sode. That's Karen. That's Georgia. We're minis. And we're, uh, I was going to say some weird soda joke. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I've gotten comedy lazy lately. Oh, I really? feel like I'm letting uh, bad things slip in, sound alike ideas and stuff that need to tighten it up a little bit. Should we change this format completely? Yeah. What should we do? S- introduce ourselves first. And oh, then- like pre write it? No. Hi, I'm Georgia, and that's Karen, and this is my favorite murder, the mini-sode. I fucking hate that show. Tight. I would never listen to but that show. But it's tight. <laughs> <laughs> but it's tight and concise, and you know exactly what's happening. And that's what we need. Hey, this is where we read your shit to you. Are you ready? You know it. You're the one that do- downloaded this. You pressed play. It was your idea and to come listen, here. we appreciate it. No, actually, I'm so stoked to see you, because <laughs> guess what I have? What? A, an email that starts with the subject line, Childhood friends turned murder case. Okay. Are you ready? I am. To slide right in? Let's do it. Uh, okay, this says, Hi, Karen and Georgia. Love your show. I'm from the UK and thought I would tell a story of my childhood friends. It's a little bit dark, but also completely crazy. Perfect. Yeah, that's what we ask for. I grew up with my mum. Uh, get used to that because we're about to be okay. inundated and people calling their moms moms. Mummy dearest. Um, as all children with a single parent will know, play dates and days out would be fellow single mothers and their kids. My mom started to get along well with a lady she met through work and we would all hang out on the weekends for a few years or so. Um, I'm going to change the name because they go on to say that they want to make sure it's all anonymous. Yeah. But this is one of the most individual names I've ever heard <laughs> where so I'm just going to say okay. my mom's friend Joan had two girls one of them being only a year or two older than me what if you change the name to the correct name <laughs> from the wrong name to the correct name <laughs> <laughs> if this was the fake name that they wrote okay. they're the most creative person on the planet okay. and I respect Joan. them Joan. Anyway, we suddenly stopped seeing them and because I was only young, I didn't make any presumption. And as I got older, just thought of those times as a fond memory of friendships that had fizzled out. Maybe they moved away. Nope. Uh-uh. Only last year, about 15 years since I last saw them, me and my mom had gotten on t- to a weird conversation of what it must be like inside a real courtroom when suddenly she let drop that she had been to court for Joan's trial. <gasps> I said, Joan, when did Joan go to court? And then she suddenly looked at me as if she had accidentally told a five-year-old that Santa doesn't exist, and I knew something was going on. After a lot of pressing and convincing my mother that I was no longer eight and could (laughs) handle whatever she was about to say, she told me we stopped seeing Joan and the girls because Joan had stabbed them to death in their sleep. 
Turns out my mom was the last person to speak with Joan and noticed that she was being overly sensitive and paranoid, but obviously could never have predicted what was about to go down. Joan got life in prison and evidence was released proving the attack was premeditated rather than a horrible outcome of a mental health episode. Anyway, that's my hometown story. Stay safe and... Holy crap. I mean... That's worst case scenario. Trauma. Ch- children? Okay. That's crazy. It's so awful. I mean, also, uh, it's so kind of lovely that mother kept that secret from her yes. daughter because that's such a terrible, no child should ever have right. to know that things like that happen. In and the even world. as an adult, didn't want to tell her. Yeah, it's just of course like not. Memories and shit. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. horrible. Okay. This one's a little more positive. Well, okay. (laughs) Saved my friends on Halloween. Hello, Karen, Georgia, Stephen, and fur babies. Mm -hmm. Your favorite. They're doing it on purpose. (laughs) I have a few murder stories, but this is my Halloween hometown. It was October my freshman year of college, and my new best friend slash sorority sisters and I had decided to go uh, to a fraternity Halloween party. Naturally, the night started with us slipping into our slutty Halloween costumes and a secret pregame in our dorm room. Yes. Then, in a pre-Uber era, six hot drunk bitches proceeded to walk and laugh in the dark at night across campus. Yeah. They must have had made a wrong turn being new to the college campus scene and ended up walking down a dimly lit street on a very on the very edge of campus. Why is there any dimly lit anything Never. on campus? Yeah. Incorrect. Light the whole city up. How about fucking gas lamps every every 50 steps? Everywhere. Please. Light everything on fire. Lanterns, Christmas lights, whatever you can find, <laughs> a night light or two, plug it in at some in an outdoor outlet. Colleges. You guys act like you're so smart. Please be smart about lights at night. Come on. Um, da, 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 da. My dad, a father of three girls, always insists on walking behind us so he can keep an eye on us. A trait I subconsciously picked up because I found myself at the back of my slutty friend squad. Aww. At this point, and still on, the, still on the barely lit street, a group of boys walk past us in the other direction direction group of boys is always a bad fucking thing i get i'm getting a little agitated just Mm -hmm. from the suggestion of it a murder of boys yeah uh (laughs) one for sorrow two for joy (laughs) my drunk crew continued to walk but my spidey senses kicked in i immediately became sober as i felt someone was following us i quickly turned around and that group of boys had changed directions and began to walk behind us yeah i was told i was once told if you're creeped out by someone following you to ask them a question Hey, do you like candy? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what direction are you going and why? Hi, are you following me? Are you following me? Because get the fuck away from me. Why are you walking down a dimly lit street? Hey, drunk asshole. (laughs) Don't be a creep. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Why don't you go get some lights for this area (laughs) instead of following us around? I don't know. It tells... uh, Okay. Ask them a question. I don't know. It tells them you're paying attention or something. Sure. Being the forward person that I am, I look right at the psycho in the Freddy Krueger mask and his dumb friends and I say um can we help you nice totally thrown off by me speaking the dumb friends grabbed Freddy and ran away together we made it to the frat party and found out the next day (laughs) more dangerous than being on the darkened street run (laughs) turned out Freddy and his friend had followed some drunk girls home off that dark street and tried to rape them no luckily they weren't successful needless to say my friends were grateful for my quick drunk wit and 13 years later those bitches are still my best friends (laughs) and have had to save their lives on several other occasions i bet thanks for all you do to empower women to be badass bitches jay oh my god yeah see that's the um we were just talking about i was talking 
Oh, I did Margaret Cho's podcast yesterday and I was talking to her about, she was talking about this exact thing that mm-hmm. we're discussing this thing, even at all, yeah. telling young women that they get to be assertive in these situations. Yeah. And then also just this, just the awareness, just yeah. we encourage the awareness of if it's almost like um, being a designated driver. If you're going to get shit faced, please have one to two friends who are not or yeah. just have the sense of big picturing things Totally, because things can go out of control so quickly. Yeah. And it's just just for your own and drinking you know. turns off your spidey senses too which is such a bummer but yes. like it does well that's the whole idea but <clears throat> that's why if you're gonna do it you know don't don't get lost on a dark campus please yeah also guys don't rape women please well that's really actually should be the <laughs> message and we always we always tell girls things but right the the point is if you need to wear a Freddy Krueger mask and try to rape young women you need to go to a hospital called jail <laughs> You need, you need to go to St. Elsewhere prison system. Okay, you ready for this? Yeah. Treasure or murder? What's in that wall? Ooh. Hello to lovable animals and those who, lo- who love them. <laughs> Sorry. I thought it said those who love to love them, and it reminded me of Donna Summer. Here we go. <clears throat> when our kids got old enough to wrestle and generally destroy shit. Sorry, I'll say that again. When our kids got old enough to wrestle and generally destroy shit, we had to finish our basement. We own a hundred year old house. So the basement was like a serial killer's mm. dream. Bare light bulbs, cement floors with random stains, uh, doors boarded up with rotting wood, oh a sink hanging off a pipe. That sounds Sil- like a, my dream basement. <laughs> right. Honestly. Just go stand in there Yee. with a candle. Scared. <clears throat> uh, D- silence silence of the lambs only not as nice <laughs> uh, the last contractors used it as a workroom for DIY projects sorry the last owners used it as a workroom for DIY projects or torture could be both the general contractor told us we had to re remediate sorry I just learned a word the general contractor <laughs> told us we had to remediate asbestos before he started and oh, thankfully no. the asbestos guy we hired was young and over caffeinated he finished the work really fast when I came I home, don't want I don't want asbestos workers like working fast you don't no oh, you mean you want it thorough take your time bro um, maybe for their own safety I want them yeah. working fast right. just get a big vacuum cleaner in there get it out okay when I came home from work he yelled for me to come downstairs now let's set the scene <laughs> like like they haven't already for asbestos removal they spray everything down with water oh that means they shut off the electricity so i feel my way down open wood stairs uh-uh. into a dripping hole that smells like sewage no. wet cement and certain death standing mostly in the dark with water still dripping from the ceiling he asks if we ever find stuff in the walls <laughs> my feet say run <laughs> <laughs> My heart says, treasure. He then very ceremoniously unwraps a rag. It's a gun. A 22 sportsman's handgun. Yep, I have photos. He found it wrapped in a rag and stuffed into the wall behind old cabinets. The trusty lad had already brought it in and got an appraisal. It wasn't worth very much, said no murderino ever. <laughs> we still have no idea how it got there or when or who got killed with it because, you know, someone did. Yeah. When our contractor uh, came back to start construction, hell yeah, we told him all about our firearm. Without skipping a beat, he said... The room that used to be the fruit cellar is two inches higher than the rest of the basement. There's a thin layer of cement over the dirt floor. Probably newer. You have to break it up and dig it out. If you see a skull or little skeleton finger sticking out, I'm not coming back. Ever. 
<laughs> Happy to say, sorry to say, no bones or nipple belts were ever found. Stay sexy and dear Lord, get that cement poured faster. Barb in Minneapolis. Barb! What a beautifully written was, uh, hometown email. That was great. That was perfect. Isn't that insane? I wonder how old the gun was. And what was it connected to? Yeah. Turn it in. Don't don't. Can't the cops at least look at the serial number? I love that the asbestos guy was like, "I'm gonna go see how much this is worth before I tell them." You <laughs> oh, know, yes. you wouldn't have told them if he. He's like, "Look, I'm down here risking my lungs yeah. to pull this asbestos out. If yeah. I find a gun and it's worth five grand, that's you know. my gun." Listen, contractors and people who are asbestos people, write in shit you found in walls, please. We're dying to know about it. Um, if you work for like a um, what's that called? Exterminators. Yes. Um, like if you're a termite person. Oh, I know all about the crazy bugs you've found in walls. Yes. That's now we're getting into tell us Family about the of larval sacks that you find in basements. Okay, maybe that's just me. Um, <laughs> Family of raccoons. raccoons. That's all I want. Okay. We want, uh, if you've ever shown your flashlight up into an attic and there's a raccoon family wearing little hats <gasps> eating breakfast, yeah. please write in and tell us about that. <laughs> Pictures would be great or just a drawing is fine. <laughs> yeah, I think an animation would be right. best. Uh, Nick Terry. <laughs> Nick. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye.
There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. That time my brother accidentally did a B and E. I feel like this is something that happens to a lot of people, but here we go. <laughs> okay. Karen, Georgia, Stephen, and Pets. I've been listening to your hometown minisodes, pissed that I didn't have any cool stories to share when I finally remembered one. When my siblings and I were in high school, we spent a weekend at my aunt and uncle's house in a Chicago suburb for a family event. Shortly after we arrived, my youngest brother, who was probably about 15 at the time, had left to go left the house to go get something from the car. No one thought much of it when he was gone for several minutes. And when he came back in, he nonchalantly sat back down in the living room without saying a word. About 15 minutes later, two police officers knock on my aunt and uncle's door, <laughs> asking if we had seen a man breaking into the neighbor's house and that they were on the lookout for a suspect. My brother just calmly chimed in from the living room. Oh, that was me. <laughs> Turns out that my brother had gotten the houses mixed up when he returned from the car, entered into the neighbor's house and was chilling in their living room for several minutes thinking to himself, hey, I didn't know Uncle Jim had a PlayStation and <laughs> wait, where did everybody go before realizing, oh shit, I'm in the wrong house. Oh, Since my brother didn't see anyone while in the house, he just assumed no one was home and he quickly left thinking he could get away without mentioning the incident to us. <laughs> Turns out there was someone in the house. A 13-year-old girl who was home alone for the first time. Oh, no. She heard my brother come in the house and her murderino <laughs> instincts kicked in and she quickly hid in a bedroom closet and called her mom, who then called the police. Yes, good. What if she had, like, come out with a knife and oh. shit? Um, the police told us that uh, there had been a recent murder in the surrounding area and the suspect had yet to be caught. So the young girl was especially afraid uh, to be home alone to begin with. Jesus. Poor baby. Needless to say, my brother had a lot of explaining to do to the cops. But once it was all over, the neighbor's uh, family and ours were able to have a good laugh at the whole situation. We still make fun of him for it 16 years later. <laughs> of course you do, because yeah. that's fucking siblings. Because that's it. Anyways, love the podcast. I'm so glad I found a network of true crime lovers like myself. It's thanks to you guys that my husband isn't so creeped out by my true crime obsession anymore. Nice. Love can build a bridge. <laughs> 
stay sexy and make sure you're always at the right house before going in. Rachel. <laughs> Anytime your brother acts nonchalant, oh, totally. some shit is coming down the pipe for you. <laughs> that is so true. Anytime a boy is is pretending that is walks into a room where everyone's watching TV, is like, uh, what? Hey. Nothing. I don't know. And their voice is kind of up and they only say short oh phrases and sentences. The shit, the tsunami is coming. Anytime my brother would walk in a room and be like, hey, Georgia, how are you? Like, what did you steal from me? What the fuck did you take? Empty your pockets right yeah, now. Yeah, what did you pour in my bed? Like, fuck with me. <laughs> you really had to. That's so true. Uh, between my cousin Stevie and our next door neighbor, Andy Withington, I was on high alert yes. at all times. You had to get so good at recognizing prank behavior. Oh, yeah. Because there's nothing a smug prankster loves more than the minutes that they first see you yeah. again before the prank starts. And then when you go, what did you do? And you have to look and find it. And they're like, nothing. Yeah. Watch you try to find it. And then it. you're like, buckets of water <laughs> on tops yeah. of the doors. What oh. boxes of shit wrapped Dude. up as a gift. Still traumatized from uh. that childhood. But it was fun, though. We're very uh, we're very ready for all things. <laughs> he kept me on my toes, that kid. Uh, okay, this is my last one, right? Okay, yeah. Uh, the subject line of this is happy spooky Halloween. <laughs> and that's, I'm just reflecting what the caps sure. are telling me. I'm reading that off the page. Sure. There's three O's. There's six O's. Three big, three small. Yeah. Okay. You're with me. I hear it. I have, <laughs> sorry. It just starts. I have an amazing Halloween story for you. It has it all. Ghosts, kids, holy water. But let's get to it. <laughs> My folks own an amazing old home with verandas, wraparound porches, all that adorable stuff. Brag, brag. Richie, rich. <laughs> One night, my son, who was two years old at the time, and I went down to Nana's for Friday night pizza, as you do when you're Catholic during Lent. Oh, my Aww. God. <laughs> Can't eat meat on Fridays during Lent. Okay. So pizza it is. Pizza's yeah. the only other like that's yeah. just pizza. You... I think sometimes people have fish, which okay. is a full on nightmare to me. <laughs> We're just like, oh, it's gonna smell like that now for three days in this house. <laughs> Does anybody think this through? I left my son in the living room with his pizza and SpongeBob babysitter so I could sit for five minutes and eat pizza with the adults. After a while I noticed he was really quiet, so I went in to check on him. At first I thought he was missing until I noticed he had tucked himself under the coffee table mm. when he begrudgingly came out from there i asked what he was up to and he simply responded by saying boy i didn't understand what he was trying to say so i asked again this time he pointed to the dark far mm. corner of the room and said in his cute now suddenly very ominous two-year-old baby voice uh -uh. boy I realized he was seeing something that I could not. So I did what all grown ass women do when your kid sees a ghost and yelled for my mother. <laughs> <laughs> she came in and we asked again what was up. This time, uh -uh. this is in all caps. Okay. This time he walked to a chair in the corner, put his arm around the back of it like he was gently hugging a child, pointed to the empty seat and again no. said calmly, boy. <laughs> That was it. We walked out of that room for the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, my mom called the next day to let me know she handled it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Having no idea what 
that could possibly mean? I asked her to explain. She said she went to church, got some holy water, oh. doused the whole chair, and moved it to another room. <laughs> Seven exclamation points. Our church doesn't give out holy water. Oh, no. My mother took a small vial, walked into where they have holy water for blessing herself upon entering the church, and just helped herself. <laughs> I informed her that one, stolen holy water doesn't count. It's and- evil. I think it's the opposite of what That's you now, want. It's the devil's water. Right. And two, she is not qualified to use it. <laughs> I guess it worked, though, because the next time we were there, my son walked into the living room ever so slowly. Aww. Oh, my God, he was scared. He was scared of the boy. Oh, my God. Well, not too scared because he put his arm around him. He walked into the living room ever so slowly, peeked around the corner, gave it a good look-see, and decided it was safe. Mom, holy water warrior. <laughs> Stay sexy and don't use stolen holy water to rid your house of ghosts, Kate. Or do. Or it works, so do it. When my nephew was about that age, we went to our favorite restaurant, family restaurant, El Coyote. Yeah. Just this like totally kitschy Mexican restaurant that's super classic. That's basically for getting drunk in your 20s. It is. It's where Sharon Tate had her last meal. Mm-hmm. So we're there with my nephew. He's like two. And the whole time he has a chip in his hand and he's hiding behind it and looks really scared and we can't figure it out and then realize the Halloween decoration, which was scaring the <laughs> shit out of him. Like that was right behind me so he could see it the whole time. And he was just hiding behind a chip. Yeah, we forget how children are affected by like all the sudden yeah. in the beginning of October, we yeah. just start hanging skeletons and dead bodies and like, bloody beheaded heads all around. Yeah. Yeah. That's horrifying. <laughs> so cute. Okay. Oh, awful uh, to be a child. My last one. Okay. This one is called eBay Coffin, not as advertised. Uh-uh. Hello from my union lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> God bless it. God bless you. As a scenic painter in the film industry, I've had to paint my fair share of creepy props. Hello, Jar of Real bones and spend late nights at creepy locations. Hello, haunted jails. Oh. But recently I had a run-in with a real coffin that tops all my crazy stories. This coffin was actually the kind of pressure-sealed steel box that small coffins carrying fallen soldiers go inside of. Oh. A coffin for a coffin, if you will. Uh, It got wheeled into our paint shop and dropped off with instructions to make a replica of it. The task went to me right before the end of day. Mm. <laughs> Bad enough if it's just like paperwork. Yeah. But then it's like, here, make this giant coffin. It says, coffin. so it's late. So it's nighttime. I'm alone in the shop working on my replica and I'm not feeling too hot with this real life steel body box next to me. I'd heard a rumor from a coworker that it came from eBay and was supposed to be unused, but that our boss had opened it and saw yellow juice inside of it and then closed it. Could have been pineapple juice. <laughs> you know how that goes. Oh, God. I wasn't sure if that was true since we all joked around so much in the shop, but I legit did not like this thing and had to hum to myself while I worked. <laughs> <laughs> what song? There's nothing like humming that comforts you just a little bit. Just hum Monster Mash to yourself. You'll be fine. <laughs> the next morning when I come into work to finish the replica, the prop master comes over and frantically yells to stop working because a crime scene cleanup team was on their way oh. to clean this coffin. No. Oh, it wasn't pineapple juice. Uh-uh. They'd heard about my boss seeing the juices in the coffin. <laughs> juices. Stop using the word it's juice. so horrible. It's really awful. And called the crime scene people the night before while I was alone with it for over an hour. Ugh. Barf. Anyway, the crime scene guys come out in their creepy van and put on their hazmat suits and swab the thing. It's not their fault that they have to drive a van. No, or wear creepy hazmat suits. Yeah. Over an hour later, they come back from the back of the van. I guess they had tested the swab. Oh. And simply say, yep, those are human remains. <gasps> Got Gonna have to rope it off. 
In their full crime scene cleanup regalia, they put caution tape around this thing and then squirt Clorox bleach a few times inside the coffin and wipe it with paper towels. And that's it. Then they closed it. What? The end. No. Apparently, that's how you clean a coffin with human remains in it. Clorox. Uh And paper towels. (laughs) Even though you bought it off eBay under a listing that said it was unused. Anyway, stay sexy and don't buy coffins on eBay, Kelly. Yeah. No, you needed to like send the detectives to whoever you bought this thing from. Yeah, I know. How is that the final? I guess them having the swabs, then they just take the DNA and go. You're. I don't know. They don't know. I need to know how this is going to get handled. <laughs> yeah, I do too. That's crazy. That's well, so creepy. Anything off of eBay is creepy. Yeah. Coffins. Did you see there was splurge. just a, um, some museum did a creepiest doll contest? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, can we see those pictures? Let's find them for next week's episode yes. for the Halloween episode. Yes. Good idea. Yeah. Okay. There's nothing scarier than a doll. No, it's the creepiest thing. It's un- unless it's a two year old saying "boy, boy." <laughs> And Teddy Roxman. Um, send us your stories. We're doing a special Halloween episode. And you yes. still have time to send us your stories at my favorite murder at Gmail. Fucking creepy shit. Ouija boards, ghosts, everything. All any. It, you could be a Halloween themed event, something that happened to you because of Halloween. It could just be something that's scary and goes along. Ghost stories. Um, your worst costume. Somebody that stuck their fing- their arm out from behind a curtain and rub- put their finger down your spine. Who was the creepy guy who would pass out candy in your neighbor? and pass out like sunflower seeds or whatever and then your little uh child body would be sending alarm signals your the yeah. hair would be standing up on your arms yeah. and you'd be like let's get away and then later on 10 years later turns out they dig up the backyard <laughs> and they find pumpkins it's you pumpkin just seeds. loved to raise pumpkins <laughs> and you it's you that is wrong this time um also stay sexy and don't get murdered goodbye, goodbye. elvis you want a cookie <laughs>